0: Tim Dandy went real well.
1: Thank you. What's and going
0: We're going to beat Georgia Day by five biggins.
1: Five biggins, okay. So that means maybe uh, 17 to 12 or 20 to 15 or 35 to 30 or something like that, right?
0: Yep. And, see, yes, on TSA vote, Day, we need to vote the Bible.
1: That's right. I agree with you.
0: That's what Pastor John Hague says sometimes. He says, vote the Bible.
1: That's right. Vote the Bible. You
0: need to have him on your radio show sometimes.
1: I know. I'd like to. He's pretty strong.
0: Also, a lot of you all played that Thomas version, his audio version of Duck on Channel in, in that good night.
1: Well, you played the, the – Matt Jones played that last night.
0: Yeah, he did. I heard it because I got, you got into
1: Yeah. That's by a, a poem by Dylan Thomas. I was listening to you all uh, when you requested it.
0: Yeah. I, I, that's, he thought that's you great. were saying.
1: He thought you were saying channel.
0: No, but, but I didn't. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a good poem.
1: Yeah, it is a good poem. We'll have to play that some other time. All right, John, I got to keep moving here. But so okay. Kentucky by Five Biggins.
0: That's right. Also, no, so about Five Biggins T.C night too, that both games are very important. I know a lot of people think the Georgia game is probably bigger than Duke, you know, both, both games are very important games, and I wish it, they had the Duke game on night instead of election night. This is too important.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. All right, John, you're a great American. Great American, thank you. Thank you. All right, John Short called. We're, we're all as well in the universe. <laughs> UK, U.S. investors buckle up after bumper earnings season. Um, <coughs> excuse me, buoyed by an expanding domestic economy and a historic tax cut. Corporate America is on track to e- report one of its most profitable quarters in years. Yet this earnings season has been marked by extreme reaction and share prices that
2: have broken the usual pattern.
1: So what's going on there, Mike?
2: So earnings have actually been quite good. Um, what What the market or investors have been looking for they they've been listening very carefully to how the the CEOs or management of the companies how they're phrasing their outlooks. Um, so uh, a lot of the companies have kept their guidance or you know some have improved guidance. Um, but what you've seen companies that have beat on earnings, uh, I think uh, I'm going on memory, but I think in the article it says that they've increased an average of one and a half percent in terms of share price afterwards. Yeah but companies that have missed, uh, they've been, uh, punished pretty severely, uh, just in terms of the stock price, yeah. the day of earnings. So you, you're, you're not seeing the, uh, the euphoria uh, that you were seeing over some of the more recent earnings. um, so, you know, that could tell you a couple things that, uh, you know, the market's uh, anxious about, you know, trade is anxious about interest rates. It's, it's anxious about these things. Um, and so you're you're not seeing the trade, uh, meaning tariffs, uh, tariffs. Yeah. Uh, what, what what's going to happen exactly with that? Um, possibly politically maybe uh you know that's that's uh what happens
1: in the midterm election
2: yeah uh so there, there's a lot of uh questions anxiety in the market and you're just you're seeing that uh companies are being punished uh in the short run in terms of market price e- if their earnings aren't stellar or if they're not uh you know, greatly increasing their guidance um but um that's not a bad thing you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's a that's bad um actually don't mind that uh because let's say you have a good uh, a company <clears throat> that releases good earnings and their guidance is in line uh, nothing no no surprises no changes and you have a a sharp drop in the share price on a given day mm-hmm. um well you know our investment approach is you know we do want share price appreciation over time, but primarily we're looking for for income. So if the fundamentals are strong and that uh, the 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 earnings are good, therefore the dividends are are probably secure. Right. And a lot of companies have raised their dividends, uh, which has been interesting. You know, you've seen some companies raise their dividends and the share price drops. Um, yeah. So it, you, you're 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 seeing. A, kind of a dislocation in the short term of what the stock price does in relation to the earnings right. of the companies.
1: Why is that? I mean you just tell, told me why but but I don't I don't get it
2: yeah I mean. uh, it's it's you know the market <laughs> in the short run the market doesn't always make sense <laughs> yeah I mean there's there's a lot of times <clears throat> you can you can attribute it to this or that you know you can read headlines well it's because the market's down because of this today. Well, that may or may not be the case. You know, the market, quite simply, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it's if you have more sellers than you have buyers, the stock price goes down, and that could be um, uh, could be uh, year-end rebalancing from institutional investors. Uh, it could be a number of things. It says the average earnings beat this quarter had landed with a thud, sending the company stock
1: down one point five percent. Just looks like the uh Market is looking for a reason to sell off shares,
2: no matter what. That's right. It's just in a negative bias. And if you uh, the the markets, <clears throat> the the indexes, um, you know the the Dow's off uh, around six percent, the S and P around seven percent from its fifty-two uh, week uh, high. Nasdaq's down more than that. Um, but you know, we, we look at that as buying opportunities, um, you know, because you have this volatility, um, and you know, as long as the fundamentals are intact, that's when you get opportunities to buy things at good prices.
1: Yep. Stake dinners and annuities, retirement product surges after fiduciary rules demise. So the fiduciary rule was sort of steering people away from annuities,
2: Yeah. Uh, So the fiduciary rule, now we are our firm, we are a fiduciary. Uh, Legally, we have to put the interest of our clients ahead of our own. The fiduciary rule uh, was going to apply that to brokers. Um, The problem with uh, uh, applying that to brokers is that it's kind of like saying you want your you know, you go buy a car, the Toyota dealer has to recommend a Ford if that's in the best interest. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it, I, I didn't agree with brokers being uh, uh, lumped in with the fiduciary. It's confusing, and it's it's fitting a, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. But um, there was some I, – I did like the additional disclosure that they are going to have to give. I think that is good. You know, more information, transparency is always a good thing. Um, but where they've done away with the fiduciary rule, now, uh, annuity sales, uh, have started to pick up again. I believe in this, uh, last, uh, or the year to date, it's, was one of the record years for annuity sales in general. Um, and you know, we, we do not, uh, recommend annuities. There, there are annuities that we could sell for, you know, that, that fit into our, uh, Fee structure, the fiduciary, right? But we choose not to because we don't think it's in the best interest of clients. Um, now there are instances where an annuity can work, uh, but it's it's more the exception than the rule. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> you're seeing you're, you're seeing more and more of this uh, being sold, in, and annuities are typically sold on fear. Um, yeah, you know. We've, we've been in a market that's been going up. So if I were, if I were a salesman selling an annuity, hey, why wouldn't you want, uh, you know, I can give you possibly 6% a year uh, price appreciation, but if the market drops, well, you're not going to lose any of your principal. Right. That's how they're sold, right? That's right. And um, the estimated average commission received by
1: agents selling certain types of annuities is more than 6%, according to Wink Inc., incorporated an industry market research firm in those cases if a customer buys an annuity for 150 thousand, the agent would make around nine grand in commissions and you've even had people like uh, senator elizabeth warren has criticized the prizes given to sales ex- agents like expensive vacations well i sort of agree with her on that I, yeah I, I don't think that ought to be the motivation for Mm-hmm. for how you put somebody in an investment situation.
2: That's right. That's right. I I, I do. <laughs> Boy. I do agree with Elizabeth Warren on yeah. that. Boy, that Pocahontas, that hurts. Um yeah. but um you y- you always have to look at, you know, there there's an old saying that annuities are sold uh not bought. You know, y- y- some of these things that they're they're sold to people um uh, based on fear or a number of things or it could just be a, a lack of understanding yeah. uh, on one or two parties involved right um, but <clears throat> we we don't uh, uh, propose <clears throat> that annuities are a good way to go because you have the insurance company so let's say you do an index annuity. And typically, those are somewhere in the seven-year surrender period. Mm-hmm. The insurance company, you give them X amount of money. The insurance company invests that money, earns a return on it. Um, you can't get out of it for seven years. So that's kind of guaranteeing them seven years where they can earn a return uh, on the investment, plus the... the um, surrender fee that actually is to recoup the commission that was paid to the broker from the insurance company. Uh, so they say that it's not, it doesn't have a commission. Well, or or that it doesn't have a fee. Well, it does because that's how they're recouping that. That's that's right. Um, but our, our investment approach, it we, we adhere to the idea of having access to your principal, um, and generating an income stream um, with an annuity, you lose access to your principal. Um, and depending on the type of annuity, um, the income stream is just a, a return of your own money. Right. Okay. You know, if, if you had, if you had a, a, in a in the most simplistic terms, if you had a hundred thousand dollars, and you come in and we, you know, you 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 put that in a money market, and you're taking seven thousand dollars a year. Well, I'm I'm getting seven I'm getting a seven percent you know back on my money. Well, you're not. You're getting seven thousand of your own money back. That's right. Uh, So, uh, we we actually want the money earning uh, and you know to come from as as we say the the rent uh, to use a rental property analogy. Right.
1: Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio six thirty W L A P.
0: The midterms.
2: October baseball.
0: Politics. Politics. Candy. Yeah. Community. Severe weather. Pumpkin, Pumpkin spice.
2: spice.
0: Conversation. <laughs> awesome life.
2: Life's information station. Every facet of life. News Radio 630 WLAP.
1: At DePree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard earned retirement dollars, we don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859 400 and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and dupreefinancial.com.
2: 630 WLAP.
1: Back on the Tom Depree Show, powered by Depree Financial Group. So, Mike um, Johnson, you're here with me today. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> still here. Yes. Yeah, still, still here. Still here. You want dividend stocks. So, this is something that we like to do is invest in stocks that pay dividends. But um, – some people do what's called dividend growth investing. And uh, there's dividend value investing and dividend growth investing. And
2: explain a little bit the difference between the two. So <clears throat> dividend growth investing is, and we, we do adhere to this uh, in some respects, but we're not dogmatic about it. I'll, I'll explain. Um, dividend growth. Uh, so let me, let me borrow one thing here. Typically, if somebody thinks of dividend growth, you're thinking of, uh, they they call it the dividend aristocrats. Yeah. So, in the S&P 500, um, there's roughly 50, uh, a little more than 50 companies that fall into the dividend aristocrats. Um, These are companies that meet certain market cap and liquidity uh, requirements, plus have raised their dividend every year for at least 25 years. Mm -hmm. So... In the scope of 500 companies, you have 50 to 60 uh, that, that meet that criteria. Um, that's fine. Um, dividend growth, it, its it, you're just looking at the one factor, basically. Have they increased their dividend? Uh, the problem with adhering just to that is that you don't take into account the valuation that you're paying for those dividends. Um so with the there, there is an ETF exchange traded fund that tracks the dividend aristocrats uh, the, mm-hmm. the tickers NOBL noble um, and it, it's it's done done all right. Um, the problem is if you look at the yield, the average yield on that uh, ETF, it's about two percent yeah. um, it's 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 more concentrated in certain sectors. Um, there's very little uh... diversification uh... actually uh, it's it's surprising they don't have uh... well very little exposure to real estate for example so consumer staples make up about twenty five percent of that index industrials about twenty one percent uh... then kinda going down the line real estate bottom of the the barrel one point eight five percent Right. so W- w- dividend growth, we like that. We want to see our companies, and we own a couple companies that are in that are a part of this dividend aristocrats uh, uh, group. But you can't you can't be dogmatic and not look right. into other areas. Um, so uh, I had this question asked me the other day, and it was a darn good question: um, Are we dividend growth investors or uh, something similar? That we're we're kind of a hybrid. We're yeah. value investors. With uh, an income focus is with uh, that that's that's what we are. Um, we want to see the companies that we have our clients' money invested in raise their dividends um, con- uh, uh, regularly over time. But uh, we have to be flexible in where we can look. Um, so, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're looking at a company that's raised its dividend for 30, 40 years but you're paying an outsized price for that income stream, well, does that make it uh, safer because it's raised the dividend like that? Or is there more risk because you're paying too much for that income stream? Yeah. We would view that as, as risky because you're paying too much for that income stream. If yeah. you had a drop in the price, that can wipe out two, three, four years worth of dividends exactly. quickly. Um and just kind of go down this rabbit trail for a second. Then I'll get back on point, but um, you, that that look that brings into something that's called uh, current yield versus yield on cost. Um, some people uh, promote the idea of look, you have to look at yield on cost, which is you invest X amount ten years ago, and you're now getting because of that dividend growth uh, a higher yield. Right. Your yield on cost. You can't look at it that way because you always have to look at the current yield because that takes into account your opportunity cost. If you can get a current yield in a treasury bill paying 2.5% versus a stock that's paying 2% uh, and it has a high valuation, well, you you may or may not need to make a change there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, w- we will look in other areas, uh, real estate, um, insurance, uh, other areas where we, f- where we see value. Sure. And we can go into this a little more detail, but uh, yep. w- we- we're not dogmatic about it. Right.
1: Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. It's News Radio 630
2: WAP.
0: It's time for podcasters to get the recognition they deserve. Introducing the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Presented by Capital One. Over 20 categories like crime, comedy, music, sports, curiosity, and more. Cast your vote and you're automatically qualified to join us in person for the first ever iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Vote now at iHeartPodcastAwards.com. Capital One is the proud presenting partner of the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Just another example of the great products, rewards, service, and access to unique and unforgettable experiences they bring to their customers customers.
2: Sunny clouds across the region on this Saturday. Looks really good this afternoon. Temperature topping out into the low and middle 50s. Rain may come into town by the end of the day on Sunday. A lot of dry times though. We'll make a run at 60 degrees. Really going to watch late Monday into Tuesday. That's your election day. Could be strong and severe thunderstorms and high winds. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio
0: 630 WLAQ.
2: Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station. Hello, I'm Betty Larson. And I'm Ray, the DA.
0: We are asking for your help to keep Judge Rob Johnson on the Kentucky Court of Appeals. Growing up, my family was close to the Johnson family. And I can assure you that Judge Johnson is
2: grounded in his faith has our common Kentucky values, and will do what is
1: right for all Central Kentuckians. My career was dedicated to
2: keeping our community safe, and that job was more difficult when you did not have a tough, fair judge. The Kentucky Fraternal Order of Police knows that, and that's why they have endorsed Judge Rob Johnson. And that is why we endorse him too. Please join us and vote to keep Judge Rob
0: Johnson on the Kentucky Court of Appeals on November the 6th. This is Kentucky Court of
2: Appeals Judge Rob Johnson running to retain my seat, and I approve this message. Paid for it by the committee to keep Judge Rob Johnson. Changes are coming to Kentucky driver's licenses, permits, and personal IDs in early 2019 to enhance security and keep travelers on the move. Cards will arrive in the mail after applying at your local circuit court clerk's office, have a doubled lifespan of eight years, and feature new pricing. All cards will be available in a new voluntary travel ID version, accepted to board U.S. flights and access military bases once federal enforcement begins October 2020. Visit drive.ky.gov to learn more. 30 WLAP
0: Walk along the river sweet love by just keep on flowing and don't worry about where
1: you really are going play some Georgian music of course well and it's not because of my love of the georgia bulldogs it's my love of the allman brothers yeah, we're just that trying right. to be polite while they're in town yeah that that's it that's it okay we're back on the tom dupree show powered by dupree financial group all right mike uh fidelity advisor freedom fund 20,000 2025 fund class one is this something I ought to buy for my retirement? <laughs> uh,
2: I can't give investment advice on the radio, yeah. but uh, tell me about it then. So it's a it's it's what's called a target date fund. So more than likely, uh, if you have a four hundred one k four hundred three b some employer uh, retirement plan, you've seen if not this one, s- similar funds to this. Uh, it's called a target date fund. So it'll be you know such and such fund, and then it'll have a date. 2020, 2025, 2030. Um, usually goes in increments of five. Um, these are autopilot funds. Now, they can serve a, a purpose. Um, uh, you know, I, I'd rather see somebody that has no interest whatsoever uh, and they don't have access to a, a, an outside manager and this is all that they have access to. Okay, it, it can do the job. But when you are getting close to retirement, um, or if you have access to a third party advisor, uh, a target date fund is inflexible, uh, meaning they follow a, a set of rules, right. um, that says, and it's all, it's all age based, you know, at your, at such and such age, you need to have X percent in U S stocks, international stocks, bonds, etc. um, the problem with that, especially as you're getting closer to retirement, uh, they have what's called the glide path. Now, that that thing that I was talking about, where it reallocates, that's called the glide path, and you can you can see that in a in a in a chart form, and it makes it uh, a little little clearer. Think of it like a funnel. Uh, the the funnel gets uh, more and more. Uh, Constricted. constricted, uh, more allocated to bonds. But the, just, uh, as, as an example, this, uh, Fidelity 2025 fund, uh, just breaking down the holdings of it right now, uh, the bond allocation. So they, they, they market these as saying, okay, as you get closer to retirement, you need more in, in bonds. You need to be quote unquote safer as you get closer to retirement. Here's the problem. Um, it it's, it's not looking at what's going on in the market today. So if you look at the just the bond component, the uh, percent of bonds in 20 to 30 years, uh, 20 to 30 year maturities is about 30 percent, 20, 28 percent. So it has a long duration, the bond component. Right. Um, We've talked about this on the show several times in. Uh, in An environment where rates are going up, interest rates, interest rates are going up. The bond, even though there might be not might not be a default risk, the price of that bond can drop significantly if it's a long duration bond. Right. So, people that are in these funds, uh, the funds reallocating based on age and a set of rules. It's not looking at, hey, we are in a rising rate environment. Your bond component maybe should be short duration, Uh, but it it, it has long duration. Um, The other problem with it, it automatically rebalances uh, regardless of what's going on uh, with uh, stocks as well. So if we're in an environment like we have been this year with all this volatility, or if we get into a a market that has a significant drop, you're still going to be liquidating your – stocks and uh, possibly after they've gone down and moving into bonds that and this is the this is this will be a horrible scenario you sell your stocks after they've gone down you get into long duration bonds and those also go down oh, yeah. um so it's it, it it's uh, i used the word before dogmatic this this just it follows a set of rules that doesn't take into account anything that's going on in your personal highly life. dogmatic highly dogmatic. It doesn't take your, what what's going on in your life or what's going on in the in reality with the market. Right. Um, so <clears throat> obviously we you know uh, we we think that having a, an active approach that can be flexible, meaning you know we if we see an opportunity in one area or an outsized risk in another, that we can react to that. Um, a lot of funds, uh, or not funds, but uh, retirement plans, uh, especially like at the University of Kentucky uh, or um, some, some other nonprofit, uh, they, they allow uh, a third party to work with participants while they're still working in the plan, um, we, we, and that's something that we can, we can help people with. And uh, for-profit, so if you have a 401k plan... Um, a lot of those allow what's called an in-service rollover at 59 and a half, where you can take the the principal, basically just moving money from that to an IRA, no tax consequences to do that, but then you can use a, a, a third-party manager to manage that for you. Um, right, like us. Like
1: us. Yeah, we are able to work with the UK <clears throat> retirement plan.
2: Right. Or or if it's a 401k, do an IRA, and then we can manage it inside the IRA. Right. Yep.
1: So you talk about um, different asset classes. This article says sometimes it's bonds for the long run. When measured in three-decade increments, bonds did better than stocks as recently as 2011. How is this?
2: So – this it's interesting. Uh, Jeremy Siegel, uh, wrote a book, uh, stocks for the long run. Right. Um, and th- this is a, a Jason Zweig article and, uh, you know, it's, it's the little things in life. I like right. his, I like his, his, uh, writings, but <clears throat> they, there was a study done that, uh, is not counter to, to Jeremy Siegel's book, but it's, it's kind of a supplement to it. Um, Jeremy's uh, 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 argument was that over the long haul, stocks will tend to do better than bonds. Yeah, um, and he's been right about it. And he's been right, except for certain periods. Um, now, those periods will be, you know, if you start at a period where you have high interest rates right. and you have long-term bonds, well, those typically will do better. Yeah. The, the takeaway from this, for me, is, is it, it, it preaches the importance of having a diversified portfolio, yeah. um, not making a, a call on, you know, essentially a bet on interest rates or or a certain sector jumping in, jumping out, having a diversified portfolio, uh, that it, it, it will typically lower the volatility, uh, typically, Um but it's you, you. You have to be diversified because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right? Um, you know, we we look at you know macro forces that are going, but we don't know what the market's going to do. Um, but <clears throat> we look at individual companies and how some of these. You ask your, yourself the question: If this uh, event happens from a big picture, how could that affect the company on an individual basis? Um, so we we diversify our clients' portfolios uh, through sectors um, and through different companies in those industries. Um, and the most important part, <clears throat> it's diversified, but it's also a diversified income stream. Yeah. So you have an income stream from a real estate company. You have an income stream from an insurance company, from uh, an industrial company. So. You, you you typically from a price standpoint uh, that can lower volatility but it it absolutely produces a more consistent income stream because uh, back on the the dividend growth if these companies have consistently raised dividends over time no guarantee but probably they're going to continue to do so um, and then if we see value in another sector we can also go there which which it It creates a more uh substantial tougher income stream yeah
1: more diversified more
2: diversified you know you you, uh, going back to the the rental property analogy you have you have residential house you have an apartment complex you have all these different types of properties, yeah. Um, because if you know, if for whatever yeah, reason, you have
1: an apple tree or a vineyard,
2: yeah, exactly, <coughs> exactly. You're harvesting the apples, not the trees. Uh, so it's it's creating a diversified income stream um, that hopefully even in bad markets pays the 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 dividends. Um, that supplements our clients' uh, income in retirement, Yeah. Um, and hopefully uh, we also can get growth. You know, that's right. uh, everybody wants that, but uh, you can't count on that in any uh, uh, particular order and how quickly that will happen.
1: Speaking of growth, uh, we're having a little bit of inflation growth, and that is, you know, inflation is something that every uh, investor has to, watch out for but uh this article here says that big mac and coke now comes with a side order of inflation right tell us a little bit about what's going on
2: there so you're seeing inflation come from a couple uh, sources uh, one one being wage growth um which is is good because it it puts more uh money in the spender's pocket um but that will trickle through uh You know, you're going to be paying more as inflation ticks up. You're going to be paying more for the same goods and services. Um, But uh, it has a neat little chart here just because everybody likes to, you know, something you can wrap your arms around. So the uh, menu price items uh, change from a year earlier. McDonald's Big Mac is 4.7% more expensive. Chipotle Steak Burrito is 4.4% more expensive. A Starbucks coffee is almost 9% more expensive. Uh Domino's pepperoni pizza, 5.9%. Jimmy John's turkey sandwich, 6%. Panda Express orange chicken is 2.8% more expensive. Yeah. So, that's thank- the lowest. Yeah, that's the lowest.
1: <laughs> I don't want to pay any more for my orange chicken. Nah. No, nah,
2: I'll I'll no. Uh You
1: want some? No, I don't. <laughs>
2: But I do have my pump, pumpkin spice triple shot yeah. latte this morning. Yeah, uh, I probably to. paid nine percent more than I would have last year. Yeah, but um, when you're dealing with uh, uh, retirement money, uh, inflation is real. Um, you know, things cost more today than they did a year ago. In five years, things are probably going to cost more than then than they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you have to. Invest in a way that hopefully you increase your income over time, because uh, you have to maintain that purchasing power. And that's another problem with annuitization. Uh, most annuities don't have a cost of living uh, adjustment. Right. So, so if you uh, annuitize, meaning they're going to pay you X amount a month per year uh, on a certain amount that you give to the insurance company or it could be a a pension or whatever it is. It's, that's a form of an annuity. Uh, a lot of those don't have, uh, adjustments for inflation, right? So you get $3,000 a month today in five years, you're still getting $3,000 a month. It doesn't buy the same amount of goods and services. You know, you're only going to be able to buy, you know, 25 big Macs instead of 33 big Macs. Uh, so, uh, I'll have to s- cut myself off. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't had a Big Mac in
1: forever. Uh, they 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 have some kind of special sauce on them, don't
2: they? Yeah, it's like Thousand Island dressing, yeah. sort of. Uh, last time I I haven't had one in a long time either. Last time it 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 didn't seem as big so i don't know if it's because you know inflation i'm bigger or inflation you know they raised <laughs> they did they reduce the size of the big mac you know it's like a little mac i don't know um but um things will be more expensive well we right. we digressed. yeah uh, All right. uh things will be more expensive uh in the future and you know with our clients we want them to be able to have the same level uh uh, live at the same level as they do now Uh, so you have to have a way to increase your income stream and grow your asset base
1: stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show powered by dupree financial group uh it's news radio 630 wlap
0: what's current A suspicious package political violence
2: what's to come A caravan what's happening in your world as we head into the midterm elections because big events happen every day and we'll happen to be there
0: we will get to the bottom of it.
2: news radio 630 wlap
1: at the financial group we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars we don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand we do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859 400 and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and dupreefinancial.com.
2: 630 WLAP.
1: Back on the Tom Depree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. So, Mike, it is, um, you know, nobody really knows what things are going to do, but one of the things that people have sometimes is fear when they're making investment decisions. It's probably not altogether a bad thing. But you're, you've you got an article there that talks about how to deal with the fear.
2: Yeah, uh, it talks about uh, personal bias uh, when you're when you're looking at uh, an investment approach. Um, so I just want to read one one piece of it here. Sure, you think you're as tough as steel, immune to emotion-driven buying or selling. But neuroscientists and behavioral economists argue that biases are hardwired into our brains and personalities some of us are overconfident taking excessive risk others are too meek seeking to avoid losses at the first sign of trouble we're also biologically programmed to look for patterns in unrelated information seeing the face of jesus in a piece of toast or a cloud with an uncanny resemblance to abraham lincoln all of us are wired a certain way. Uh, that's, I mean, it's what makes everybody an individual. Um, yeah. But uh, when you're investing, you know, you, you can't you can't totally exclude emotion from it. Uh, so if I'm looking at something, there's going to be an emotional response to that, positive or negative. Uh, when somebody else is looking that at that same investment, they might have a different emotional response to it. Um, when you're analyzing a company, um, ideally, you know, you don't want to have any emotion, look at it purely uh, from a logical perspective, but you, you can't do that yourself. Um, so our approach is always to take, you know, is to have a team approach where we mitigate some of that uh, uh, personal bias uh, when, uh, with, with each company that we're looking at. Um, and this, this really kind of falls, you know, right in line with the, the, the piece about bonds for the long haul. Um, you need to have a diversified portfolio, right? Um, and <clears throat> a lot of portfolios that we see coming in, uh, when we're first meeting with someone, they're not diversified. Uh, they might have a bunch of holdings. That doesn't mean that it's diversified. Um, we want to have different um uh, makeup uh, companies with different makeups uh meaning if one sector or industry drops that hopefully another one you know has stayed stable um and a lot of times this comes from uh funds that people have in their 401k's that they've had for a long time um just by their nature uh they've be- become more correlated with each other yeah um, this this latest uh, bout of volatility in the market, it's been a wake up for some people, yeah. um, because you know when everything's going up, even if they're going up together, well that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but when everything starts going down together, that's that's a kind of a slap in the face. Uh, hey, you know, wake I thought up! I I thought I was diversified. Thought um, I was diversified, and so that's that's where we've been able to help a lot of people here recently. Uh, you know. Is, to to reduce that correlation uh which um you know hopefully will will make them more comfortable you know in a time where you have a lot of uncertainty in the market um and possibly a lot of volatility yeah um <clears throat> our job is
1: to try to help retirement investors do the best they can with their retirement savings and investments, and to produce dividends for them, so that they're not having to withdraw their principal in retirement. And a lot of things we do, we will tell people it may be too early for you to retire at this point. That's right. You know, we have to tell, be honest with people about the idea of uh, keeping a um, outside income coming in right. that would be helpful to them. Mm-hmm. You know, in the event of uh, uh, if they weren't able to get as much income off their uh, retirement
2: money. hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's more and more common um, that uh, somebody after their quote unquote retirement, um, they still continue to work in some capacity uh, for for a paycheck. You know, this isn't necessarily volunteer work, which yeah. is great. But it's, it's to earn some sort of a paycheck um, yeah. because our job as an advisor to our clients is to be honest and to tell them what the risks are um, and, and give them, give them straight, you know, straightforward advice um, and say, hey, if, if you're not going to be able to generate this from the portfolio uh, long term, you need to have another income source. Yeah. Um and, and sometimes that's that's a hard conversation to have. Yeah, it uh, can be. It can be. Um and but it's it's you know, it's what our clients pay us for. Yeah, you know, right. to, to be not, honest with them. Be honest with them.
1: Uh next year they're going to be able to contribute more to their 401k's and IRAs. Yes.
2: So, uh this is something that happens every few years um the 401ks 403 B's IRAs Roth IRAs there there are limitations on how much people can contribute uh, right now on uh, an IRA and or Roth IRA uh, the limits 5500 if you're under 50 it's 6500 if you're over 50 um, they've increased that500 dollars uh, now it's you know it's adjusted for inflation. Uh, so now it's uh, sixty five hundred, um, and uh, uh, or yeah, sixty five hundred for the uh, uh, IRA uh, six six thousand, excuse me, six thousand for the IRA seven thousand for if you're over 50. Um, but for 401ks, uh, the limits now 19,000, which also increased $500 for 401k and 403b plans. So, um, you know, if, if you have the ability to make contributions to a, a qualified plan, meaning, uh, you get some tax benefits, um, you should absolutely do that. Right. Um, <clears throat> if you're young and working, put as much as you can into the 401k. Right. Um, because most 401k employer plans they match. That's free money. Take advantage of it. Um, you know, remember you're investing. If you're if you're young, you're investing for the long haul. Uh, so volatility can be good. If you're retiring, um, now's the time to start looking at taking income from that.
1: Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Depree Show powered by Dupree Financial Group with Mike Johnson as our special guest. Go Cats today. Let's beat Georgia. Have a great weekend and come back and listen to us next weekend. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey, it's 3 a.m., and the ticking clock seems as loud as a jackhammer, and instead of dreaming about marshmallow clouds and, I don't know, running with antelopes, you're having night sweats and worried about your parents and their medical bills. They're older, you're stressed.